Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Wednesday, March 8th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The Big 12 men's tournament begins today, and Kansas is the top seed. We talk Jayhawks with beat writers Gary Bedour and Shreyas Lada. What does KU have to gain or lose in Kansas City this week, and how difficult is their path to the final? Well, I'd say KU has plenty to gain, and the path, because the Big 12 was such an outstanding conference, is difficult. If KU reaches the final, it probably will have played all NCAA tournament teams along the way. We'll hear what Gary and Shreyas have to say about it all. Let's get started. It is Big 12 tournament week, my favorite weeks of the year, and who better to share it with than KU beat writers Gary Bedore and Shreyas Lada. Um... Kansas, the defending champion, um, paved the way to a national championship, right? They won uh, three games in Kansas City and then six games in the NCAA tournament. Um, But uh, Kansas coming off of a kind of a lopsided loss in the regular season finale down at Texas. And I'm wondering what or if there's anything to be made of that kind of lopsided loss going into postseason play. This isn't one and done yet, uh, but it is tournament play where you, you know, they're going to play, you know, if you're successful, three games in three days, or if you're a first day player, four games in four days. Um, But so, Gary, going down to Texas, a game in which Kansas was out of it early and and didn't never got back in it, really. What what kind of impact can that have going into this week in Kansas City? Well, uh it probably will will be easier for coach bill self to get the team's attention maybe coming off a loss um they had a seven game winning streak so you know i don't know if the team was fat and happy because it's tough to win on the road but um if they were or had any you know possibility of getting overconfident People have been saying a lot of good things about him. Senior night, all that stuff, all the the kind words from the national media saying they're the overall number one. So it's possible that that loss could be good for him because otherwise you just have a team that would uh, be on a big win streak and now you're you want to win the national title, so you steam through that. And he end the season with this incredible winning streak with a team that is good but not great. So I don't think the loss has hurt them mentally. It might fire them up more possibly, but that's just speculation. <laughs> Who knows what a loss versus a win would do? Because K, you already had the league title wrapped up. If there ever was a meaningless game, it was that one. It was meaningless, but you know how Bill is, Bill Self. He, yeah. He, um, you know, he'll never back off, right? He never, uh, even with, you know, he's been in positions before to where he has clinched, you know, the regular season title with games to play, and he goes after those games just as, you know, fervently as he does any game. Uh, and and that yeah. was the case Saturday, Shreyas, wasn't it? He, um, this wasn't a resting starters game for him. He went after it and wanted to win this game and wanted to, to you know, to to win a game at the in the new Coliseum down there in Austin, but it didn't work out for him. What just in the game itself? What what went wrong for Kansas at Texas? 
I mean, honestly, I felt like Kansas offense just really not never got it going. Uh, you know, they had one guy score double digits, Jalen Wilson, as usual. It feels like he's the only guy that scores when they can't, the rest of the team can't score. Um, I think they had another guy score nine points. I want to say that was DeWan Harris. Um, Grady Dick was completely shut down. He didn't take his first shot, uh, make his first shot until almost eight minutes left in the game. Um, a lot of things Kansas excels at, like transition defense, they didn't do a good job at. Um, and it never really felt like Kansas had much uh, of a kind of a, a say in all these things. Uh, you know, it just felt like they were from the minute that the game started, it just felt like it was in the Longhorns favor. It really did. Uh, just watching it. And you guys were there. Um, you're right. Jalen Wilson played well. And, uh, and, and as, as he does often, right. He was the big 12 mm-hmm. player of the year. I want to get into the, uh, the big 12 awards with you guys here in a moment, but um not a not a good week for Grady Dick, um, and his you know his, his production really dropped off in the final week of the season. Had the offer against Texas Tech, I think that's why that game was as close as it was uh, because of Grady Dick got got the free throws toward the end of that game, but no field goals in that game for the only time this year. And and Shreyas, as you said, um, didn't pick up his first bucket until you know deep into the second half and finished with two three pointers. I think. What's what's the concern level about him? I I'm not saying that Kansas goes as far as Grady Dick does or shooting, but that's a pretty big element and an important element to what Kansas wants to do. He's got to hit open threes, and when he doesn't, that that really bogs down this team. Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree. I feel like him hitting those threes really opens up the the rest of the floor, the rest of the guys. I wrote about it. Um, I think Jalen Wilson's kind of slump. I mean, he's not the most efficient player overall anyways, but Jalen Wilson's been in a little mini five-game slump. Uh, I think he's shooting like 37% from the floor. I, he was like almost like 15% from three, which is not great. Um, I think it was like almost uh, something like three of 15 or something like that. Um, but it was – I think it might've been worse, but just overall, I mean, like you can see how important he is uh, out there on the floor for Kansas, because when he's making threes, it feels like the rest of the guys feel inclined to be aggressive, like the one and Kevin McCuller. Um, and, and they really need him to consistently hit that 14, 15 point per game mark. Uh, because I don't think there's anybody else besides McCuller that can consistently do, or sorry, besides Wilson that can consistently do that. And he needs to be uh, Kansas's second option because he's, KU's best shooter on the floor and uh, just him hitting threes opens up the rest of the floor, everybody else to kind of do what they do best. Yeah. This isn't a great rebounding team. They're not a big team, right? So uh, when when Kansas doesn't shoot it well, it, it's, um, it's more, it seems to hurt them more than a team that like last year's team, right? With David McCormick, who, who could um, make up for that, uh, that lack of production from the perimeter. But uh but here we are, and listen, we, we've spent the first, you know, five or six minutes talking about woe is Kansas, and all they are are Big Twelve champs. You know, first place in a league that uh, is by I don't want to say by far, but from a computer rating standpoint, the, the best league in the conference. They go into the tournament in Kansas City as the number one seed, and uh, I think right now, if the NCAA tournament was selected they would be a number one seed with an argument to be made for the overall number one seed. So uh, as, as, as is often the case, picking nits with a team that's doing it better as well as, or better than any team in the country right now. So, um, so let's talk about KU going forward, Gary. Uh, 
what uh, what's your expectation for them in, in Kansas City? Is uh, if, if they end up playing, they play the winner of Texas Tech and West Virginia, the 8-9 game on Wednesday. So if, if West Virginia survives that game, this is a team that, you know, Kansas handled pretty well in Morgantown back early in the season. But, um, you know, a, a Bob Huggins team that came to Lawrence and scared the bejesus out of Kansas just uh, just just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I I think uh, on paper now West Virginia could easily go lose to Texas Tech and make everything I say seem stupid. But if you were going to pick a surprise team to win this tournament, it would be West Virginia. They've got all seven of their rotation guys, I think, are seniors or super seniors. And – if you remember, they were picked top 20 to start the year. Uh, now, again, Stevenson could play terrible and Texas Tech could beat them. They could be fired up playing under the interim coach and all that. But uh, I think you have a logical argument that uh, West Virginia could knock KU out of this thing on the first night. I don't think that'll happen. Uh they might play okay you might end up playing texas tech but uh on paper with this everybody knows this league you can lose any night there are a lot of reasons why you could point to west virginia beating ku and one of them is they're going to lose all those guys and huggins is a smart hall of fame coach who might really want to do some damage this year before. I don't know how he's going to replace all these guys, but a lot of teams have to rebuild through the portal, and he's going to be one of them. So I would say I'm not ever going to predict anything but a KU final in Kansas City, but I would not be shocked if uh, this game is a tough one. Or yeah. it could be a KU could kill him. I mean – what if the, the Mountaineers have a horrid travel schedule, having to fly all over the place? Huggins hates doing it, and that's always an excuse for them if you know if they're just not up for the flying to Kansas City, having zero fans, and they could just bow out right away against Texas Tech. Yeah, look, he's he's been to the final here. They've never won it, but he's the Huggins West Virginia team has played in the in the championship game and they've had great teams here in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Stevenson, Eric Stevenson. He was he was he's coming off a week so good. He was Big 12 player and newcomer of the week. It's the first time that I can remember that happening. So, um he was uh you know, he's he's hot. West Virginia's a hot team. Beat Kansas State in Morgantown on on Saturday to end the regular season and you know, had I don't know how many, you know, with the KU loss, is it four out of five wins or three out of four, whatever it is for West Virginia. And the one loss is the two-point loss at, at, at Allen Fieldhouse where Kansas couldn't close that game out. They had a seven-point lead with a couple minutes to go, and, and West Virginia kept chipping away. I think West Virginia has played its way into the NCAA tournament. I, I, I think they're, they're absolutely a tournament team right now. And I, even if they lose to Texas Tech, I don't think that would knock them out. I, they've they've had such a good finish to the, you know, to the season. So I I think it's a potentially dangerous opponent for Kansas. I think this is right, Gary, please correct me if I'm wrong. Kansas has only lost once before the semifinals. Maybe it's twice. Um, But I remember one of the tournaments in Oklahoma city, Kansas was a one seed and Baylor beat them. 
in in an eight like an eight one game or something. And, yeah. And, uh, and and Kansas went home before the the semifinals. Yeah, I remember that year. Uh, Self was really shocked, and yeah. everybody was. It was like, whoa, they're out of this thing. So uh, I don't know how you guys feel about how they're going to do, but uh, Kansas doesn't usually like to disappoint their fans who already have plans for the whole three-day thing, and they want to have some fun in uh, Power and Light. <laughs> so, yeah. But I do remember that year. It was really weird to have the whole weekend off. Yeah, I or remember. Not the whole weekend. Well, but you're right. I mean, basically. But I remember they lost on, a, I think it was on a Thursday or something, and Bill made sure that the team got back to class on Friday because he wanted the players to face the fire of the fellow students just when they when they got back to campus. And what are you guys doing back here now? And um, Yeah. So that, that, that's Bill. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. All right. Hey, Shreyas, the Big 12 uh, Awards came out this week, and Mm -hmm. Jalen Wilson was Big 12 Player of the Year, and Grady Dick, second team, all-conference. Kevin McCullough, third team, all-conference. This is the coach's team. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, and what did I, the AP team came out? We're recording this on Tuesday. The AP team came out today, and I didn't see how how it changed from from coaches to AP. Does it, do either of you guys have that in front of you? Yeah, I believe McCuller wasn't on the second team in the AP poll, um, which was a little surprising to be honest okay. with you. Um, but that was, I think that's the big difference. Everything else was kind of pretty similar uh, for the most part. Jerome Tang, coach of the year, and uh, Devontae Johnson from from K-State, also uh, newcomer of the year. Um, so the the to me, the, the only real story from a Kansas perspective is Dewan Harris. Bill yeah, Sauer, I was, <laughs> I was surprised by that. Yeah, goes out of his way. I think he feels like he needs to – you know, sing the praises of, of Dewan Harris. And when you watch it, and I know you guys don't, but when you watch a Kansas game on television, and you don't because you're there, you know, Fran Fraschilla, who John Shambi, whoever's calling the game, also singing the praises. And then Harris is doing terrific things, and he doesn't turn it over, and he's assists pile up, and he's knocking down about 40% of his threes, and, and he didn't he didn't make any of the three teams. So that surprised me a little bit. How, how about how about you, Shreyas? 
Honestly, I was super surprised. I mean, to be quite frank, if I had a vote, I don't because I'm not a coach, but I probably would have picked McCuller over DeJuan Harris. We've talked about McCuller's defense all season long and how good he's been for KU's defense. And, and you can just see it. I think not just, uh, you know, the eye test, but the advanced metrics back up. Uh, McCuller is a better defender than DeJuan. And if you're going to put DeJuan as the defensive player of the year, you got to put him on the team, I think, yeah. uh, with how good he's been all around. Uh, I, I do think this is – I wrote about it a couple weeks ago. I, I think DeWan's play, he's the X factor for KU's team. Uh, when he plays aggressive on offense, uh, when he kind of initiates the offense and not just as a facilitator, but as a guy that looks for a shot, KU just looks a lot better out there. Um, it opens up the floor uh, when he drives the ball, when he forces other teams to be uh, you know, kind of mindful of who he is as an offensive player. Uh, but I, I do disagree with, I think, uh, him not making a team when you win defensive player of the year, I feel like you have to make at least third team at that mm. point. It doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah. Look in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter, but, um, uh, and, and he, look, he, he'll have opportunities to make an all tournament team this week and then maybe an all regional team in, in a couple of weeks. So there are honor opportunities for Dewan Harris. Gary, don't, don't you think he, he lands on, uh, when we're talking about Harris, uh, yeah. an all an all Bill Self favorites team. Uh, I don't know who else is on there, but he he's praised Harris about as much as anybody in recent years. Yeah, I think so. Um, I called one of my go-to NBA guys today who is just great. I wish I could say his name and plug him, but I can't. But uh, we were talking about K's NBA prospects, and I said to this guy uh, – I know that you love one KU player because I know you love team basketball and Dewan Harris would be that guy. And he goes, how did you know that? <laughs> and he goes, I'm in love with him. Uh, he thinks he's probably not tall enough, you know, to be a great NBA player, but he, he said, I wouldn't discount him. He goes, uh, he's definitely going to be in the, uh, the what? worst be the G league someday. But uh, self can't help but love the guy because his court vision and when he's on and he controls the game, he's just amazing. I mean, uh, you've covered basketball forever. Have you seen a guy with the court vision of Harris who can just read it and do it? And his offense isn't great. Sometimes it's terrible. Sometimes he gets that little floater thing to drop and it looks really pretty. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he hits that standstill three. Sometimes he bricks it. But for a guy that wasn't even recruited, basically, uh, obviously self loves him. However, I've, I haven't, you know, heard him overly gush about him just times when he's shooting the breeze. But I think uh, you're right. He's always praising him. And uh, that fact, we can we can say that Self, I bet he's one of his favorites for sure. Self always points to Aaron Miles as maybe even being the best court vision point guard. I enjoy when Harris is on top. When Harris is on, KU's tough to beat. KU's tough to beat anyway. They only lost six games all year, but I like him. And uh, it's interesting that I don't think the NBA is discounting him at all at this point. How many more years does he have of eligibility? 
Two more. Two, two more, more you years. Be, you could be at Kansas for two more years. I mean, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he might. I mean, he he's got a chance, and a lot and a lot of guys who are playing, you know, in these early you know twenty twenty years because of all the extra years that they're getting, right? Uh, COVID years up up to six for some. Um, they're going to obliterate NCAA career records. I mean, it's it's at some point we're going to have to start, you know, looking at what the NCAA career record for total assists are, because he might, you know, certainly have a chance at. The KU record, which I think either Jacques Vaughn or um, I, I, maybe maybe it's Aaron Miles who has it. Uh, maybe Miles pass Vaughn, and uh, but I, I mean, if he plays two more years, seventy more, seventy to eighty more games, he's you know, he's gonna he's gonna climb some lists for for KU. So yeah, we got to check that. You're right. He's he's got a chance if he stays healthy, and you really hope he does. Seems like a nice kid, uh, very good with the media. But, uh, you know, we don't know everything about these guys, but seems like a really, really top-notch guy. And I guess he's made a nice academic career going on. I think he's their best uh, GPA guy. Well, that's excellent to hear. Um, anyway, fun to watch. And uh, when he does control a game. He he has the ability to control a game. Uh, and and uh, but unlike, you know, uh, many that I've seen at that position in in college basketball, he is absolutely fun to watch. Okay, let's um, uh, let, let's talk a little bracketology here. Uh, I'm saying that the only way Kansas is not a number one seed is if they lose in the quarterfinal, and Alabama, Houston, Purdue, and UCLA all win the conf- their conference tournaments. I think the committee would then pause and take a look at. You know, uh, look look at that situation, and, and even then, I, I I don't think it eliminates Kansas from a number one seed, but um, being the regular season champion of by far the highest rated conference is a nice feather in the cap to have for KU. I think w- what we've discussed is uh, w- what are their chances of being the overall number one seed. Um, Shreyas, have you spent any time uh, studying the bracketology? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, honestly, I think you're 100% right where they kind of have to lose, I think, first round of this tournament, or sorry, the quarterfinals round that they're in uh, for them to be not be number one overall. I've seen a lot of different uh, kind of brackets, especially Lenardi has them coming out of the Midwest, number one overall seed, um, especially now with, uh, you know, Houston hasn't lost, but uh, they've flundered lately. Uh, you know, they almost lost to Memphis uh, a couple of games back. And, uh, you know, they saw Alabama just lost to Texas A&M. So it seems like every case that Kansas has, you know, even when you lose to a team like Texas, which is a top 10 team in the country, uh, it's hard to justify them not being the number one overall seed. You have 15 quad one wins. You have the number one strength of schedule in the country. Uh, You have one of the, you know, toughest conferences in the country. I mean, like, you know, I think there was, it was funny today. I saw Kelsey's tweet where the ACC announcers were saying that, you know, top to bottom, the ACC conference was better than the Big 12, which I thought was hilarious because I think if you put Duke in the Big 12 based on either Ken Palm or net rating or something like that, they're literally number eight uh, in the conference. <laughs> <laughs> so it tells you how good the conference is. And um, I mean, I got an email today about it too. It's just, you know, somebody talking about how uh, the Big 12 hasn't been as good uh, as people talk about, which, I disagree with, uh, but it, it's an interesting kind of, you know, predicament because I feel like 
the, the biggest issue people talk about is Kansas has one or two more losses than these people, one of these teams. But how much do those losses matter when you're playing in a, in a conference that's so good? Um, and, and all the players and self and everybody have talked about how they're ready to get out of conference play and get out of the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, how do you, the only way to measure conference strength right now is, you know, what what teams did in De- November and December, because once they start playing each other, that, you know, that that's, you know, everybody wins one, everybody loses one. And um and and can and nobody but nobody touched the Big 12 in non-conference play. It was just phenomenal. And then even when those games were over and they still had the uh the Big 12 SEC challenge, the Big 12 dominated that as well. So I mean, from a just from a anecdotal perspective, the tenth seeded team in the Big Twelve is Oklahoma. We're talking about Alabama as a number one seed <laughs> in the in the tournament, and I forgot what the margin of victory was for the Sooners in that game. But it I want to say thirty. I want to say thirty. It was something. Like yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, and those college basketball is full of one offs, right? That that's a. Uh, uh, you know, Alabama had a bad day going to Oklahoma. That like that happens. It happens every TCU lost uh, their challenge series game to somebody they shouldn't have lost to that day. But my gosh, um, uh, and and look, the Big Twelve could have a big pratfall in the NCAA tournament. You might have one team get through to the Sweet Sixteen um, because of upsets. It ha- it's it's just all about matchups, and it happens in the NCAA tournament. But but for anybody to suggest that somebody other than the Big 12 is the best conference or had a had a better season than the Big 12, just flat wrong. It, it, that's 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 all there is to it. There, um, uh, they, they, the Big 12 proved it time and again. I haven't always believed that the Big 12 was the best conference when when its coaches were saying so years ago, <laughs> but I believe it now. I, I believe it this year, and to have two national championships uh, coming into this year with Baylor in 21 and. KU and 22. I, one thing I'd like to see the Big 12 do if they want to brag about their overall strength is to get multiple teams in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, that's happened twice in Big 12 history, and it hasn't happened in 20 years. They did it in 2002 and 2003. KU was part of both of those. Um, but uh, they, it hasn't happened since then. And uh, I think, look, the ACC had two in the Final Four last year, and I'm not saying it's routine for other conferences, but it just doesn't happen much in the Big 12. And I think for, you know, a Kansas, a Baylor, a Texas Tech, a Kansas State or a Texas, I mean, or a K-State, two of those to get in, that would be uh, a big feather in the cap of of the Big 12. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. What? Hey, so, Gary, let me give you, uh, as we wind down here, um, pers- let me ask you this. Percentage chance of Kansas winning the Big 12 tournament. And I ask you in that way because Kansas has won about 48 or 45% of the Big 12 tournaments. Yeah. Um, they haven't won half of them. I think it's 11 or 12. Um, and this is the 27th. So, um, yeah. So, percentage chance Kansas wins the Big 12. I would say uh, 85% chance they win it. Um, wow. That is, that is a confident, confident. <laughs> I do think uh, K-State has two first-team all-league players. They should take advantage of that and try and uh, try and bag the, the title. Uh, I think Texas has great talent. Baylor, I'm still not giving up 
uh, nationally. Uh, they've dropped dropped probably more games than they'd like to, but man, they're still good. And uh, TCU, I don't, I don't think they're going to win it, but I think KU is not going to lose two games in a row after the Texas loss. And once they get past that first game, I think they will. They usually do pretty well in the semi. And then the final is just a thriller, and whatever will be will be. But uh, I would go with 85. That is that is higher than I expected. Um, so, Shreyas, um, spin <laughs> the wheel. Um, what do you think? I'm not, not that uh, optimistic as Gary. I Actually, I'm kind of shocked that Gary said uh, 85% because 90% of the time I ask him, who he thinks is going to be Kansas and opponent game. He usually picks somebody that's not Kansas. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm going to go 70%. I think 70%, uh, maybe 65 I think there's a couple of teams that I look at could give them a tough fight. Uh, obviously, Texas is one. Baylor's another. But TCU is my dark horse. If I was a betting man, uh, just based on the odds and stuff like that, they have – uh, Mike Miles back. Uh, they're getting a little healthier. That team, when they were healthy, was at the top of the conference. Um, and they could play Kansas if they uh, beat, I think, K-State when they play. Well, I would go below both of you. I, I would say I would say, 40% chance Kansas wins the tournament. And, but I would give them the highest percentage of anybody. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, I, but I would say 40%. Um, uh, I've... <laughs> I've been picking this team for years to win, and they have never won, <laughs> and that's Baylor. Um, Baylor's never won. A, they've been to the final a few times, but they've never won the tournament, and you know neither is Kansas State, for that matter. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know if this is the year it's going to happen, but I'm going to keep picking Baylor until they win it, and then I'll look good. because. <laughs> uh, but if you've picked Kansas every year, you've been right you know, at least almost half the time, and um, and – they do get after they get after this thing. They they come here with a uh, determined and focused, and um, they've been the number one seed pretty often. But I don't think they've always been the best team. And even in some of those years, they end up winning the tournament. So um, it, it's uh, it, Kansas and tournament basketball. Uh, they'll have ex- except for when they play Iowa State, they'll have the crowd uh, in their favor, and maybe they might even avoid Iowa State this year. Who knows? They're in the up, up, opposite side of the bracket. So okay. Always, always enjoy the conversation with Shreyas Lada and Gary Bedore. And we'll see you guys in Kansas City this week. Yeah, see ya. See ya. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC staff of Randy Mason, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. And tip of the cap to Gary Bedore and Shreyas Lada for sharing their insights. Today's morning sports edition was nearly 40 pages full of college basketball tournaments NFL franchise tag and free agency news, spring training updates, NBA and NHL stories, and so much more. Check out why I believe, now I know, it's the best digital sports page at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.